Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I am very pleased to be here today as the RCMP addresses what has been a deeply disturbing issue and takes a significant step towards our common goal, and that is ensuring the RCMP is a healthy and respectful workplace. So there's the um, public safety minister, Ralph Goodell. Let me uh, put the pot up, pot up for my uh, guest, please. Um, as he spoke when it was announced that the federal government was going to be paying out $100 million for the uh, plaintiffs in the class action lawsuit about sexual harassment, sexual assault, and uh, other abominable behavior within the RCMP toward women officers and civilian employees. Uh, with me on the program, Janet Merlo. She is, uh, well, she brought forward the class action lawsuit, former RCMP officer and founder of, co-founder of the National Women in Law Enforcement Association, a new group. How are you, Janet? Good, thank you. Do you remember that speech by Mr. Goodell? Yes. Yeah. How, uh, how, how well have they done so far? Well, this new advisory committee they announced just a week or two ago is actually one of the things that we negotiated for in the settlement of the lawsuit. So they, over two years ago, they promised that and been kind of waiting for it eagerly since. So it's, uh, they, they make it look like a, a new, a new thing, but I actually we've, we've discussed it many, many times before and it's been a long time coming. It has been a long time, long time coming and it's, Long overdue, and there, there, are, there are many women who who require, who need, as you and I have talked about, and you, as you've as you've told me on the air and off the air, there are women who need the uh, need need the the funds. Absolutely, absolutely. Let me say hello to your friend Angelina Rivers. Uh, she is uh, co-founder of the National Women in Law Enforcement Organization. Hi, Angelina. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're more than welcome. I, I got that correct. Right? You're both co-founders. Um, it, yes, yeah, we're only a year old, so, um, everything is sort of, uh, new and upcoming now. Right. Um, Janet was added, uh, several months ago to our team, um, uh, but we are so pleased to have her. She is such a role model for, um, women in policing. Okay, so, so tell me, please, where, like, we've had the RCMP story, uh, and we've told it for years incrementally as it slowly moved forward and people who should have been uh, assisting uh, were pushing back as hard as they could to try to keep the lid on the situation and eventually they couldn't anymore and then they they took they took uh, you know they claimed that they were the ones behind making things happen so wh- where did the need come from how 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 are things uh, for women in law enforcement across Canada. If we set aside the RCMP for a moment and talk about other police services across Canada where women are involved, what what's it like for a woman in police work and law enforcement in 2019? Well, unfortunately, um, it makes me sad to say that nothing has changed um, from decades and decades ago when women first started uh, in policing, um, even the numbers of women in policing have failed to grow. They stood at about 
21% right now. Um, and other professions have done a great job in um, ensuring that their workplaces are uh, gender equal or at least approaching. Um, however, policing is lagging far behind, and we believe that that's due to uh, the culture within policing that is not conducive to uh, gender equality. Angelina, is it difficult to attract young women to the policing profession now? Um, or, or more difficult than it should be? It is difficult, um, I believe, from the get-go, uh, attracting women into policing because it is um, a stigmatized profession of uh, hyper-masculinity. Um, so that, that's not very attractive to a more gender-balanced uh, workplace or someone who's looking for those values in a workplace. Um, but I think the real uh, problem is retaining women. Um, they're leaving. They're leaving in droves. Um, that's why the, the number remains at 21% uh, as of uh, 2017. That's from Stats Canada. Um, so we need to figure out why women are leaving. Why aren't they staying? Um, and the numbers of women get smaller and smaller as you rise through the ranks, and they hold very few positions in the senior management roles. Um, so we've actually applied for federal funding for a three-year project that will study this topic, and um, hopefully if we're successful, we'll be able to deliver some concrete answers and be able to work from there on some solutions. Okay. What's the class action lawsuit about? So... Um, like Janet Merlo, um, myself as an individual, not as a part uh, of uh, the National Women in Law Enforcement Association, um, a couple of years ago, I attempted to address the sexual harassment and gender discrimination at my workplace. Um, I'm a police officer employed with Waterloo Regional Police in Ontario, and um, I tried every avenue available to me and was stonewalled at every turn. There was absolutely nowhere where I could go to get um, actual representation or support. So um, unfortunately, I had to join uh, a class action lawsuit that was in the works. And uh, in April, we will be at the Ontario Court of Appeals uh, fighting for justice there. So we'll do whatever it takes to try and achieve justice and really we're, we're doing this for the future of women in policing. You know, uh, when you consider uh, all of the, and Jana, let me bring you into this as well, when you consider all that has been reported and all that has been revealed and all that has been verified as far as the uh, RCMP issue of sexual harassment in the workplace and bullying and unfair treatment of women is concerned, women officers is concerned, it's, frankly, it's surprising. Shouldn't be, maybe, but it is surprising for me to sit here and hear you both saying, well, didn't really make an impact. No, it's sad. I, I have women reach out to me, actually. I, I think I had three last week who who reached out. In the, the week before, we had a young lady, and under our new... Our new um, goals and projections with the National Women in Law Enforcement, I reached out to the commissioner of the RCMP, and she actually responded 
quite quickly to this young girl's um, cry for help, basically, because she's in a detachment where she's going through a hell of a time. And um, we got some really good, really good um, results very quickly. They, um, Commissioner Lucky started an investigation and um, um, statements were taken and investigation was was started within days. So hopefully we'll be able to to bring what we're hearing every week to them directly a little more and finally somebody has somebody has to do something because women there's nowhere for them to go within the organizations that will help them. So that's what we're trying to do to try to stay totally independent of any police force and create our own entity that can help these women and and help them stay in in the careers that they love. Yeah, National Women in Law Enforcement Association is the name of the group. Now, uh, when you say that uh, this this one officer you were talking about was going through a hell of a time, what sorts of things are going on? Is it the same sorts of uh, incidents and issues that Janet would have explained to us when we first started speaking, Janet, when we first started speaking with you, which was quite a few years ago, mm-hmm. uh, is is it the same sexual harassment, bullying, um, uh, yeah. same issues? Yeah, yeah, very much the same. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like to think that nothing can shock me anymore, but a couple of the things that that young girl um, revealed in her statement to me shocked me. So... Not only is it still going on, but it's still very, very blatant in the workplace. Can we talk about the sorts of things that are going on? Um, I, I, I'll Don't have a to. A couple, couple of little examples. One was um, this one officer asks her to keep her hair up all the time because he has a neck fetish and he stands behind her when she's working on her computer or she's at the photocopy machine and he just stands behind her close enough for her to almost feel him breathing on her and and requesting that she put her hair up or commenting that he likes her hair up. And, um, yeah, there's there's a couple of things I wouldn't say on radio that she's gone through that that's um, a little appalling in this day and age to hear that, that people in workplaces still do to others. Well, what's really disturbing is to hear that uh, within the actual police um service, this woman and other officers have nowhere to go. That's right. And all the women in this particular detachment have been asked on occasion to, anyone with longer hair has been asked to tie it up because this person loves looking at women's necks. And, Are you serious? And, oh, yeah, yeah, and, and finds it sexually stimulating. So, so, so to accommodate the sexual desires of this one male officer, this female officer, and other female officers with long hair have been asked to wear their hair up to to, to make this guy happy. Yeah, yeah. And they have reported it, and it's gone <laughs> oh my over. God. Yeah. 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 So it's it's still going on. It's still very blatant. It's still very in your face. And, and this young girl might, might get the results she needs now to stay in the career rather than because... Because it is a career, right? I mean, it is a career. This is not a, this is not a stepping stone to something else. They get into a law enforcement and policing because they want to do it as a career. Absolutely, and it's an excellent career. I love my policing role, but it's just all that's going on in the offices and and on a personal level with this harassment is 
is making it so these women are going out to calls and they're already stressed out and and frustrated and angry and and depressed and and then they go out to try to do a service to the public and and they're not their head isn't totally in the game because of all the stuff that they're dealing with on the harassment side of it all so we we need to clean the workplaces so that people in Canada are getting what they're paying for for police which I don't think they're getting the quality of policing that mm-hmm. they're that they're paying for at this point. You know, when I call, well, not when I call, but were I to call 911 or were I to ask for police assistance in some manner or some matter, I'm not asking for a male police officer or a female police officer. I'm asking for a police officer, a police officer. And I don't want that police officer to arrive, uh, as you said, uh, in a, uh, you know, in feeling badly about things when they arrive because of what's happened behind the scenes at the police station or you know it's it's let me take a quick break we're going to come back we'll talk some more back to janet merlo and uh, angelina rivers national women in law enforcement association so what's the uh, what's the object objective going forward what's the uh, what's the mission statement angelina uh so our mission is to um support and educate women um, in law enforcement in Canada um, and really just be a completely independent um, resource for them uh, with whatever they are going through in their workplaces. Um, eventually, what we really want to see is the numbers of women um, rise in policing. Uh, it's just the community um, it's the community that will benefit the most from from having more women police officers, um, and basically, um, that's our end goal. Okay, uh, Janet, is it fair to assume there are police services in this country, and maybe significant numbers, where they're doing things exactly correctly? I think some are. Some are progressive thinking, and uh, but I think the majority the majority of them are still male dominated and still still have the issues going on and and this organization or this association we've created is open to anybody you don't have to uh, don't have to be a police officer to join if you support police officers or want to support women in policing and staying in policing anybody anybody is welcome so I, I think if if women know that there is some entity out there that they can reach out to and, and we we get the funding and we can start helping people I think it'll uh, It'll across the board, whether it's our CMP or one of the city forces or or whatever. I think they they'll have someone to fall back on if they need it. Yeah, well, I I think is uh, I think there's a tremendous role for women to play in policing. Uh, and uh, thank you both for joining us, and uh, wish you all uh, the success in the world with uh, with the association. Great, thank you, thank you very much. Take care, Janet Merlo and Angelina Rivers joining us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network National Women in Law Enforcement Association. I first started speaking with RCMP officers, women officers. Well, this has to go back 10 years or longer. And uh, I I started hearing the the stories of what was going on. It was just deeply, deeply disturbing. And there was so much pushback. And we tried to get the then commissioner on the air and uh, they asked me to provide questions in advance for the uh, for the commissioner, Bob Paulson, at the time. Uh, 
And so I, I normally don't do that. I, I will do it for people who don't have experience in radio and who are nervous. And if it's not a, you know, uh, a news interview, then I'll provide them with some questions, some idea of what we're doing. But I did, in this instance, because I wanted to get the commissioner on the air, I provided them the questions. That's what they wanted almost, well, I guess they wanted them verbatim. What are you going to ask him? All right, here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And I sent it to them, and they sent me an email thanking me for sending the questions, and then subsequent to that came the uh, the next email, declined. <laughs> declined. Well, sorry to bother you. Sorry to take up your time, and I will not be speeding on the way home. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.